0: What's going on, everybody at home? Welcome to Geeking Poetic Channel. One of your hosts, Larry Roberts, over here to my right. Not that it matters, because you, you can't see anyway, but.
1: But I am here, I'm, I am making a guess.
0: Yep. You go, a guess, <laughs>
2: yeah. That was yep. nicely timed. And calling all the way in from Tahiti today, it is me,
0: Matt Veloukas. It's been a <laughs> while since I've been with you guys. How are you? oh man oh yeah it, it's been when was the last time we did something with all three of us can we remember
1: was it i don't
0: know it's been it's, it's been, been a
1: been while it. yeah
2: it's been a while every yeah. time somebody says that it's the stain song i gotta sing it you gotta sing it every time
0: automatically it's been a while. yeah obviously for those listening at home you can tell that matthew is not here in the studio with no. us he said he is calling from oceans afar and everything, but, uh, but we can hear him fine. And, and, uh, he is
1: here. That's all that matters.
0: He's here. All right. So what we are here for, if you don't know, I'm I'm assuming if you're listening to this, you know, this is episode do second episode of the all brand new. It's not so new, but it's kind of new version of the Geeking Squad podcast, the podcast that we focus mainly on the Geeking Squad group from Facebook, all the posts that some of them we, the three of us put in there, some uh, posts that other people are are awesome listeners and viewers out there share with us. And we pick uh, the cream of the crop, so to speak, and decide what we want to talk about, Mm -hmm. what we think is like. Interesting and worthwhile to talk about. Are you are you game for this, Matthew?
2: I am game. I am. I feel like I'm overdue to talk about all this geeking stuff. So I am Never. overflowing with excitement.
1: I was just going to say, this is actually Matt's first time doing a geeking squad with us. It yes, is, it is. A so treat.
2: It, it it is a treat. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> And what's great is even though you guys are listening, we can actually see each other. Like even though I'm not in the studio, I can still see their smiling faces. So it's a treat for me as well to see these two. I love you
0: guys. <laughs> We're waving. Like, oh, okay. Sorry. Hello, Matthew. <laughs> Hi, Doctor Nick. <laughs> um. So, but but I I do this every time when we when we start the show and everything. For one thing, I say that uh you know everything we talk about on here is just like in the squad uh group itself it's all fun nerdy stuff we don't get into politics we don't get in religion and we don't endorse being like an outright asshole to each other it's like be be cool well
2: like like, we we don't endorse it but it it the three of
0: us yeah the three of us could be assholes to each other right
1: (laughs) not in the group
0: but just yeah yeah Exactly, and uh, I always like to start these. I did in the past, and now the first time I'll do with with Matthew, and then with you is I like to just ask the question: How's it going? What you been up to lately, Matthew? It's
2: been summer, like there's been so much stuff going on. Uh, we had pierogi Fest that happened over here in Whiting, Indiana. So if you're a region rat like I am, it's one of those fantastic things to do. Um, but it's been summertime, and it's festivals, and it's going out, and it's beaches, and. I've just been enjoying the summer as much as I can, the outdoors, and I've said outdoors in the summer like four times. So that's what I've been doing. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's
0: super, fair enough, you know. Yeah. Megan,
1: I've been doing well too. I'm very excited and nervous this weekend. I have my my mud run that I do every year. So oh,
0: that's, that's right. right.
2: Oh, yeah, I would. Yeah, I was supposed to do that with you, and I kind of didn't. You suck and you I did do it. suck. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You're yeah, gonna be awesome, though.
1: Yeah, we'll see. I might die. I did, Again, like last year, I did not do any training. I am not no. ready for this, but it's going to be a blast. Hopefully, I don't get rained on the whole time this year.
2: Doesn't yes. that have the fun, though, if you get rained on?
1: Uh, it makes it way more muddy and almost impossible. It, the, you need, like, just the right amount of mud,
2: <laughs>
1: if that makes sense. Yeah. But I don't need the entire thing to be muddy.
2: Just enough just of the, it.
1: Just the certain portions of it that need to be.
0: Yes. Yeah. Well... So for anybody that's interested out there, we should say that these this event that you're part of is called Rugged Maniac. The
1: Rugged Maniac. There's like however many 15 or something obstacles I have to get around and over yeah. and through and everything else. So
0: I wish we could be there to see it.
1: Well, hopefully one day you guys will actually follow through and come with me to do <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah, we,
0: we've totally dropped the ball. <laughs> yeah,
2: Yeah, we should make an episode about it, honestly.
1: I know. Hello.
0: She's been wanting to for forever, but I, every year I'm like, oh, I've got a gig. <laughs> Sorry.
1: No, this year he's got two freaking gigs. Like, really? I, d- no? I do. Yeah. I do.
0: Matthew's the smart one. He's only doing one gig that day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm desperate for money. Yeah. So <laughs> what about well, what,
2: you?
0: yeah. What's new with you, Lawrence? Uh, nothing good. You know, nothing good at all. <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> so it's just uh, summer is almost done and it feels like it hardly ever got here. I have the European tour coming up in what is that three weeks that I'm just really not ready for and so you know I'm I'm ready to just not think about anything for the next hour or so other than just really geeky nerdy stuff that will take me away like Calgon. <laughs> this sweep Take me away, away. <laughs> right from my problems for a little while okay
1: all right well let's do it then
0: all right where do you yeah. Want to, yeah where do you guys want to start today well we'll start where we usually start we usually we'll start, start with,
1: with... a <laughs> and then go to b Ooh, and then maybe three <laughs> <Okay.
0: laughs> no, usually That's how I do it. <laughs> yeah, well, that's usually the way we do this is we start with a kind of a it's a bit of a catch-all segment that has to do with uh, you know, the the latest news that's going on in the geeky world with entertainment. And that is a section that goes by What's shaking, bacon? I love that intro. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. What's shaken, bacon? What's shaken, bacon? What uh, What's what shaken in the entertainment news lately? Megan, I think you were going to start us off this time. You okay. had You had some news, did not yeah, you? Yeah,
1: I found an article that I posted in the Geeking Squad with. Um, I cannot say this guy's name. You guys are going to have to fix me. Um, Lin Manuel Miranda.
0: Miranda.
2: Yes. Did I get it? Nailed it. it. Yeah, I- nailed it.
1: Um, but he is working on adapting a stage musical for the warriors yeah which is a book and a movie and i think a video game as well if you read correctly and basically in our group we kind of had a mixed reaction like i cautiously optimistic i was like hell no don't do that but i mean he's done hamilton which was huge right he's done in In the the heights Heights. yeah he's written music for moana and canto uh, the new live action little mermaid that's
0: right he did do the little, little mermaid i mean
1: yeah. this guy's done a a bunch of really good shit so i am on the optimistic side
0: <laughs> i
1: think he if anybody could do it maybe he could make, pull this off I, kind of like a sweeney todd kind of thing
0: yeah but
1: a dark I, musical
0: it's yeah and i get that but it's again to uh, sort of paraphrase or whatever jeff goldblum from from Jurassic Park, it's like, you know, were, Lin-Manuel was so busy thinking about whether he could. He just didn't ask whether he should. As the world really screaming for the Warriors to be made into a musical of all things. I mean, I guess I can see it. But in a way, a musical version of the Warriors just feels like it's going to be really similar to West Side Story.
2: Yeah, my thoughts, too. That's exactly what I thought
0: of. Right? Yeah, because it's the the setting. You know, it's it's the New York setting. It's the rival gangs. There's even kind of like a girl and the mm-hmm. in, you know, and the the main female in, in there. I, I just wonder how different it's going to be to really make it stand out on its own. And the Warriors, now, Matt, have you ever seen the Warriors?
2: No, that I have not. And I feel like i I feel like it's a a, a pox on my house because I haven't. It's one of those iconic movies. With so many actors who oh, kind of yes. got their start in that, and, yes. and uh, yeah, I, I it's it's on my should watch and should be slapped across the wrist with a ruler because I haven't.
1: Well, I'm right there with you, Matt, cuz I don't I think I've seen bits and pieces. I've never actually seen it all the way through, which is why I think I'm more optimistic side of it.
0: Fair enough. That makes sense because for me, it's one of my favorite movies. It's one it's one of those movies where I you don't want to sit down and watch it with me because I know every line, <laughs> every voice, every every bit of it. I'm optimistic because Lynn Manuel Miranda is a very, very talented gentleman and yeah, if anybody could do it, he's the guy, you know what I mean? So I'll give it that, but I, (laughs) I don't know whether this is, whether this is something I really want. I don't know.
2: I'm one of those guys. That's not a Lin Manuel fan. Um, uh, when, when when In the Heights first came out, we listened to it. My wife and I listened to it a lot. And one year for her birthday, I actually got her tickets and we saw In the Heights when it came through. And it was a great show. It was awesome. It was really well done and we loved it. And then Hamilton came out and it felt like a lot of his writing style with that rap, that very uh, yeah. rhythmic thing that he does, uh, it was it was very similar to In the Heights for a lot of it. And I know... You know, he's got some variation there. You know, my kids watch Moana all the time when it first came out. And, you know, we, we love the songs and that. But even some of that in there, you've got some of that. His voice is very particular in the stuff that he writes. Um, but but it's one of those things where I, I feel like he's all over the place. And he's like the it guy right now. And I feel like I'm burned out on him. Um, and I think in that regard, I'm not looking forward to it because I, I just... I'm I'm not there with him. Um at the same time, talking about, you know, one of your favorite movies, a year or two ago, they made Back to the Future into a musical and it premiered in London. And uh, I listened to the soundtrack for that and hated it. I wanted to love it so badly, so badly. Um and other than like the remakes of Power of Love and Back in Time, it was not all that great. Mm-hmm. Um so I was not a big big fan of it. However, I did find out, and I'm, I'm going off the rails a little bit here, but I did find out that in, in the stage play, they actually have a live DeLorean that flies over the crowd and everything like that. So wow. the special effects in that are supposed to be really cool. Now, I'm very curious, taking it back to the Warriors, if they're going to do something like that, where if you're going to make it more interactive, if you're going to make it more 21st century, um, and I don't know what that means exactly, um, sure. but I don't know. I feel like There's so many other ideas that can be done out there why do you have to take something it's like it's to me it's like disney remaking live versions of all the cartoons you've got tons of these great ideas why do we need to take something that was really cool 20 years ago and reimagine it as a musical it doesn't need to be remade as a musical it stood on its own let it be its own thing let it just live there i don't i don't need to see it as a musical
0: i can kind of agree with you on that that's sort of my feeling i'll i'll check it out i'm definitely interested to check it out if it turns out to be a pleasant surprise great that's wonderful you know like i'm not damning it completely but i I don't really have high hopes for it so (laughs) but that's just me
1: all right
2: we have the new van halen box set's coming out
0: we do have the new van halen box set coming out yeah that's exciting because we, that That's a topic that is kind of near and dear to our hearts, especially lately, because for those that don't know, or maybe you didn't catch the episode back at the start of this year, Matthew and I did uh, what was intended to be a part one of a two part retrospective discussion on the Van Halen discography. In the part one, we covered all the stuff with David Lee Roth. So uh, everything up to 1984 and then the reunion album from 2012. And then the second half of it is that we were going to talk about all what, for lack of a better term, the Van Hagar stuff. And then a little bit, of course there was the Gary Sharon thing as well. We would, we'll probably touch on, but that was going to be in the part two and our best intentions were we were going to do this, you know, like, Oh, we'll do this in maybe like a few weeks. Well, it's been eight, Eight months? <laughs> Eight months.
2: Yeah. 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 Our follow through needs a little bit of work. We mean we, we yeah, we need to finish that a little bit.
0: Yeah. But I just thought that this was really interesting because I saw that they are coming out with this box set. And so that's good timing and it kind of kicks us up the arse to be like, Hey, let's uh let's get this done soon and everything. But yeah, the box set, did you look at it at all, Matthew, to see like what it's gonna have? No, I have not. It's, um it's really cool, man. It's got it's got all the albums. So it's got 5150, OU18, oh, OU812, um, for unlawful carnal knowledge, otherwise known as fuck um, <laughs> and Balance. So it's got those four studio albums, which is really interesting to me when I thought about it, and I'm like, there was only four studio albums with Hagar.
2: Right. It seems like there should be a whole lot more than that. But again, really? same thing with like uh The Dave stuff. It feels like there's so much more because they came out so quickly.
0: Right, right. So there's so there's the four albums, and I believe they're like remastered and all this stuff. And then there's a fifth record that's going to have all the other stuff. So things that uh, songs that appeared on soundtracks, like Humans Being from Twister, Twister, yeah, and some some other like odds and ends songs, and some like bonus tracks that were only on foreign releases. And I think there's actually like three new songs that they recorded when they did their reunion with him back in the early 21st uh, century, uh, they recorded like three songs that I don't think ever officially got put out. So there's like even like some cool stuff on there for people that have heard it all. Uh, It looks really cool. I want so badly to get it because they're doing both a CD and a vinyl box set. Of course, I want that vinyl box set, (laughs) but... It's a little bit expensive. Um, I think it's supposed to come out in October. Is that correct? I want to yes. say it was like October 6th or something like that. I Don't quote me on that. I, I might be wrong. But um, hopefully then the, the impetus will be, Matthew, that you and I can do our part two retrospective talking about those albums uh, before that box set comes out. Do you think we can actually do it?
2: Yeah, I would absolutely love to. And it's it's funny that this comes out at the same time. Um, my brother-in-law uh, absolutely loved uh, our Van Halen uh, episode. And he has been goading me into, like, we got to get it going. We, gotta, we I want to hear the Sammy stuff. When's that coming up? When's that coming up? And what's really funny is yesterday, day before, he sent me a link. And I'll, I'll put this either in the comments down below or we'll put it the Geeking Squad. Um, from ultimateclassicrock.com. Uh, they actually have all of all 48 of Sammy Hagar area the Van Halen songs ranked worst to best. Oh wow! So it's really interesting. So like I kind of wanted to bring that into our conversation as well. Cool. Yeah.
0: All right. Well, yeah. And in any case, I'm looking forward to this box set. Like I said, I'm, I'm right now I'm saying I'm not going to buy it, but I make no promises. I mean, right. I'm going to end up with this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Megan, you got anything else to throw out there? Um, you got some stuff. I, 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 I know there's it. some there's got to be some new things coming out.
1: Um, The new I am Groot season two <laughs> shorts are coming out. And I don't know if you guys watched the first season. I did. They're so cute. I love this little dude. He's like my favorite.
2: I've only caught bits and pieces. My kids love him. So like when I'm walking into the living room, they've got it on and uh, you know, but it's funny to me, like Disney has done some really cool things with their shorts. Like they did the Doug shorts from up. He was really cool. Um, They did like one or two other ones, but I haven't, I haven't actually catch. catch, I haven't (laughs) catched them yet.
0: (laughs) 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 Gotta catch them all. Disney shorts. But <laughs> yeah, um, Forky, I really liked the Forky shorts from Toy Story because I'm a big fan of Forky. He cracks me up. So, uh, yeah, I like the shorts. In some ways, I'd say they're better off with the shorts than they are with some of their longer form things. But I did watch the trailer for uh, I Am Groot season two, and it looks really funny. There's definitely some funny stuff going on. Are you looking forward to that? Mike?
1: Yes, I am very much looking forward to season two my favorite one from season one was he, he was taking the mud bath <laughs> and he'd kept going and putting it on him and he'd grow like different facial or dresses or something yeah on him and then it'd die away and he have to go put more on or something but
0: well i saw so
1: cute yeah situations he gets in he looks like he's like in this one he um finds a little cute birdie and he takes them and kisses them and loves him and everything and next thing you know they're like he's got six of them chasing him so who knows what this oh no dummy did to them
0: (laughs) so i saw in the trailer that at one point he winds up with an actual nose
1: yes
0: (laughs) and and suddenly realizes how bad he smells and everything i mean it's it's kid humor stuff but i love that stuff watching these reminds me of old cartoons that i used to watch you know because we used to watch old cartoons and they were only like six to eight minutes long yeah. like that. the old warner brothers stuff the tom and jerry stuff so i love that they're doing this in that tradition
1: yeah it looks like this comes out uh disney plus on september 6th cool so very very soon
0: that's nice. Awesome. Okay. Uh, let's see. What else do we got? You know, okay. Yeah, that's it for our uh, what's shake and bacon yes. segment. And I think before we get into the squad talk thing, I will. Uh, should we take a commercial break here?
1: Yes. Let's do our commercial break. All
0: right. Break. Here we have from our sponsor, commercial break. All right, so this next section we are going into, of course, is called Squad Talk. And before we delve into the new uh, topic for this episode, I want to go back to something that we talked about in the last episode, Megan. Um, We were talking about UAPs. UAPs, otherwise known as UFOs. And I happened to, after we talked about it in that episode that that topic came up on a few other shows and it was it was interesting that on one of at least one of the shows but a couple of them they were discussing the topic and somebody mentioned that they think that people at this point in time are at the point where they really don't care about aliens and whether we're, like aliens really exist anymore they, they they seem to he feels that there's like three different teams there's the people like us who are kind of excited about it and are like eager and still have that excitement but feels that for the most part people either don't care and are sort of like okay yeah whatever you know (laughs) don't don't really care about it anymore kind of figured you know blah 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 or people just flat out don't believe it like even if we have even if the government comes out and is like yeah, here's videos of, of flying objects. None of us can explain where it came from. You know, it must be from, you know, outside our planet or whatever. And there's people that just be like, Nope, don't believe it. Don't believe it. It's gotta be a hoax. Somebody has got to be making it up. Somebody has got to be hiding something. And it's kind of interesting because you made a comment.
1: Yeah. Afterwards I was thinking about it and I, I, I think I'm kind of along the same line where I'm like, I want, I think it's good for it to come out because you were saying you didn't think it was good. I think it's good for it to come out now because then at least we can process it in our own ways, whether we believe it or don't care or we're excited or like, okay, it's finally happening. We can process it. That way if sometime in the future we come face to face all Independence Day style, (laughs) I think it'll be... I think I'm optimistic this way, but it'll be a better reaction from us as opposed to just like, oh, my God, aliens are here. And we freak out.
0: Yeah. So I mean, it's people not- are
1: still going to do that. Obviously, there's still going to be people, people that do that. But I don't think it'd be as, as many people because we know they are here. It's a possibility. And right. if they show up it's like, OK, this is it.
0: So, yeah, I'm just curious. My, my main thing I want to know from you is kind of a rebuttal on all that is. What's your take on it? Do you think that if it comes out, like say tomorrow we woke up and, and they did have some sort of like, you know, state of the union type address where they're like, we are letting, you know, aliens, we, yeah, it's legit. We have stuff from other planet that we, we pretty, we know beyond a shadow of a doubt at this point that there is life on other planets and they've been here or they are here, whatever, blah, 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 blah. Do you think people like it's going to just turn the world on its head and people are going to freak out, or do you think that it's going to be a little more chill than that and and there's going to be a lot more?
1: You're like me, where I think it's I feel it's going to be more like night, when 9/11 happened. We were all glued to our TV sets and radios and everything for the day, but ultimately we still had to get on with our lives. I still had to go to school. I still had to go to work.
0: Yeah. What's your? It take was just a
1: day it? with things happening in it. <laughs>
2: I so I, I have two different takes on it. And it like one on what we know so far. So if if these congressional hearings have been happening, not that they have, not like I'm saying they're not happening, but they have been happening and I really haven't heard much of them. And it seems like this is something that should be getting more you know attention. Like there there are things out there that are flying around that are not known to Earth. Um and I feel like there's so much other shit that's going on. There's like wildfires and there's you know global warming and there's all of this stuff that it's like it's one more thing of like yeah okay i'll uh, i have other things to worry about before i have to worry about aliens you know so i think there's, there's something kind of yeah there's something kind of dismissive about that like to megan's point like i think you know there's other shit i have to worry about before i think you know okay cool they haven't figured out that that's not a b-52 bomber or something like that <laughs> um now like okay so tomorrow we wake up you know we have you know the president you know we will not go softly into the night, we will not, you know, well, Bill Pullman style and all that. I think, I think we will be glued to our TVs very 9-11 style, but I think also very 9-11 style in our 24-hour news network cycle that we're going to probably be taught to hate these things very quickly or to fear them, um, to make them an enemy. And I think, I mean, again, we, we don't get political on here at all. Like, I totally get that. But I feel like there's so many different lifestyles out there right now. That that uh, TV pundits are telling us that we should hate for whatever reason, you know. Right. There are laws being passed for whatever reason that you know even other human beings are less than at certain times. Right. I, I don't think we're going to treat aliens very fairly at all. Um, so I'm hoping that they've got a little bit more power behind them because. Like, if they do, I'd be like one of the first ones to be like, You want to take down our leaders, dude? I am right behind you. Let's light this fucking place up and change the world. Whatever you want to do, man. I'm curious. I would I, let, me, let me see your manifesto. Let me read your, you know, your,
0: to uh, <laughs> be all those attacks about it. Yeah,
2: totally. Let, let me see your memo. Let me see where you're going on this. I might be with you on this thing. So let's see it. But no, I, I, I would totally be one of those people that would be like glued to the TV. I would 100%. Um, but at the same time, I feel like I would be totally like Richard Dreyfus. I'd be like, you know, my mashed potatoes on my table. Like, this means something. And I'd have to, like, drive out there and see what's going on with it. I'd be totally curious.
0: Yeah. Oh, well, that's cool. I was just, yeah, I was just kind of curious. And I thought it was worth bringing up because it was interesting that this stuff came up right after we talked about it. Yeah. And like I said, Megan was already making, making her case for the fact that you know, she didn't think it was going to be quite the massive life-changing disaster for society that I tend to think it's going to be. We'll no, say, it it yeah, doesn't so- get
2: me wrong. Like I love, I love UFO stuff. I have been obsessed with UFOs and aliens since I've been a kid. And with technology being what it is now, and I know we're going to talk about AI stuff in a little bit, but with computers and being able to fake footage and CGI being what it is in virtual effects, I hate that that's so much more prevalent now because I'm so much more skeptical when I see any sort of video that comes out with that. But like in the 80s, if if like somebody's brother down the street had a VHS tape of something that they caught in the sky and it was on that camcorder, you knew that that wasn't faked. It was so easy to believe in something like that. Um, you know. And I wanted to believe so much more when I was a kid. And I think it's the same thing with like Bigfoot. Like now if you showed me like somebody caught Bigfoot on their cell phone camera, like, no, they tick tock that thing. They fake that thing out. Like, but that, that shaky, like 1940s, like caught on that eight millimeter film. I'm like, I am more apt to believe that that was a legitimate sighting than it is today. And I don't know what that says about technology, but I feel like the, the more technology we have, the more skeptical I become.
0: Yes. Well, you know what? It's it's i agree with you and it's perfect that you bring that up because that segues perfectly into what this week's uh, or this episode's uh squad talk is going to be about because technology oh, that's a whole yeah we've got things going on right now technology wise and one thing i wanted to bring up uh i think it was uh james our buddy james mm-hmm, wolf james right james wolf yep he posted a couple of weeks ago in the squad he posted a Or he reposted a thing from somebody I'm sure we all respected and loved at one point or another, Justine Bateman uh, from Family Ties. Now, Justine Bateman is no, I don't, I believe she's no longer an actress. She works in computers and Mm -hmm. stuff now. She posted something really interesting, and I'm going to try to read through this real quick so you guys can hear it because I think it's going to be important to address this. She, uh, as everybody knows right now, we talked about it very briefly in the last episode. The uh, SAG after Strike has been going on in Hollywood. A lot of people have been very divided on it. There's a lot of people that say, good for them they should strike and you know all, you know, get their every all their rights and everything straightened out other people that are more skeptical say oh a bunch of spoiled hollywood people they make so much money in this and that you know shut up you know like i don't care i don't sympathize with your problems here but one of the things that justine brings up here and what if i think a lot of people are not understanding fully is going to be impacted by this strike uh, hopefully for the better is where things are headed specifically in this instance we're talking about entertainment wise with ai now i don't know matthew if you've followed much of what's going on very closely yes yeah i i imagine especially in your in your uh field of work and everything you know worrying about having artificial intelligence that can come along and suddenly just real easily do things that talented people, people that previously had to have schooling and talent to do could, you know, were required to do. And now you've got companies and people going, Oh, well, I could just get this AI and I can have it just, you know, do all the thinking for me and create whatever, you know, and, and that's what they're worried about with things that are, AI that can write movie scripts now for movie studios. They can do all this stuff. Well, Justine brought up some stuff that goes so much deeper than I think what even people are realizing or maybe like aware of. And if I can, you guys mind if I read this real quick? She says, SAG actors, I want to talk to you about AI and how it will affect you. I'm a former SAG board member and former SAG negotiating committee member. I'm also WGA and DGA. But as a coder and someone with a computer science degree, I want to tell you all where I believe AI is going. Number one, AI written scripts and digitally scanned actors, both image and or voice, both already exist, which we know about, actually. I mean, we've seen digitally scanned actors in Star Wars and stuff, Mm -hmm. with Princess Leia and all that. But she said some talent agencies are actively recruiting their clients to be scanned now and you choose the products or projects and you get 75 cents on the dollar your digital image can be triple and quadru- quadruple booked so that bodes well for a 10 percenter two films customized for a viewer based on their viewing history which has been collected for many years as we know they collect all our information mm-hmm. actors will have the option to have their image quote bought out to be used in anything at all three Films ordered up by the viewer, for example, I want a film about a panda and a unicorn who saved the world in a rocket ship and put Bill Murray in it. So they'll be able to actually they'll be able to actually make you custom made movies based on what actor you want in there, what you because they'll have all of this digitally available to them. Number four, viewers getting digitally scanned themselves and paying extra to have themselves inserted into these custom films. So like you could have this Bill Murray panda movie made and then be like, I want to be one of the characters in it. And if you've been scanned and you pay X amount of money, they will be able to put you in the movie. 5. Licensing deals made with studios so that viewers can order up older films like Star Wars and put their face on Luke Skywalker's body and their ex-wife's face on Darth Vader's body. That's pretty funny, actually. 6. Training an AI program on an older hits TV series and creating, creating an additional season. She uses Family Ties, for example, has 167 episodes. An AI program could easily be trained on this and create an eighth season, even though we only shot seven. And then she says, And this is kind of the point is AI has to be addressed now or never. I believe this is the last time any labor action will be effective in our business. If we don't make strong rules now, they simply won't notice if we strike in three years because at that point, they won't need us. As an addendum, actors, you must have ironclad protection against the AI use of your image and voice in the SAG MBA or your profession is finished. Demand it from SAG AFTRA and do not accept any AMPTP proposal that does not have it. Needless to say, no IATSE crew members, no Teamster drivers, and no DGA directors will be needed. At first, these efforts will be run by software project managers, and eventually, they won't even be needed at all. The the crux of that is that the technology, even if we're not seeing it all being used to that to like a huge degree yet, it already exists. And it's being further developed and within a few years, just a few years, this is going to greatly impact uh, everything really but in this instance she's talking about the Screen Actors Guild and all that stuff greatly impact people in that end of the business and I'm curious to know because I've seen a lot of different opinions and I have mixed opinions about it myself. I'm curious to know what your takes are, uh, Matt and Megan, what your takes are on this matter. Matthew, I'll start with you on this one.
2: Well, if you haven't seen it already, uh, the new season of black mirror addresses this in their very first episode. No, um, I haven't And it's uh, the very first episode is called Joan is awful. Um, <laughs> and it follows this woman, Joan, and she, uh, just through her typical day, she uh, she goes to work. Um, she is very unfulfilled in her relationship. Uh, she goes out after work and reconnects with an ex-boyfriend. Uh, makes a poor decision. Goes home. Decides to watch TV. And there is a new show on. It's called Streamberry in the Netflix world for on uh, Black Mirror. But there's a show called Joan is Awful, and the woman on the the show is actually played by Selma Hayek. Uh, but it looks just like her and hairstyle and everything like that. So they start to watch it and it is a carbon copy of the day that Joan had that night. And basically you find out that through all of that, through your phone, through like uh, you know, video cameras that are, you know, CC cameras throughout the day are tracking you, seeing what you're doing. And by the end of the day, they have made a TV show based on what you did that day. Um, And, Selma Hayek is digitally produced in that. She has already signed her rights through it. So you find out at the end of the episode that they're making one of these for every single one of their subscribers, every single one of their quote-unquote Netflix subscribers. It's exactly what Justin had just written in that entire thing, that they are putting you, specifically your story, but it's being played in there. And what's interesting, though, about that episode is that that in that episode where Selma Hayek is playing Joan, that day is happening to Selma Hayek. So at the end of that episode, she is being played by Kit Blanchett oh. in Jonas <laughs> Awful. So it becomes this like nesting doll of like shows within shows within shows that you can then watch. But it, it, it addresses this entire thing about how AI is taking over and how it could completely just suck on a personal level because it's taking everything that knows about you and bringing that very public. And obviously that's black mirror and they're taking like the worst of what it could potentially be. But, um, but yeah, I mean, you know, you look at Mark Hamill and uh, even James Earl Jones specifically, they've already licensed their voices to future star Wars projects Mm -hmm. so that in perpetuity, you know, uh, Disney has everything they need to use those characters and those voices to keep them going. Um, You know, on one hand, as a fan of those things, I love the idea that it's always going to be those voices. Um, have you heard the new the voice of the new Kermit the Frog? And I, I forget who does it, but yeah. it was... No. Yeah, it's, I have heard it. it. It's like they stopped, uh, and I forget the, the gentleman who did they it after Jim Henson died.
0: They don't huh. even try to no, stop.
2: No, it doesn't sound like him at all. And you watch it, and it's so disconnected. I want that to sound like Kermit the Frog. So if you're going to do franchises and things like that, I completely understand where you want that character to look and to sound a certain way. So if you keep it in that avenue and the actors are paid for it to do that, I 100% I'm on board with it. But to be able to, you know, use my face on Mark Hamill just for the joke of it, you know, to me, that's more of a deep fake than it is AI yeah. on film. Um the whole, the whole thing honestly it, it starts to make me widely uncomfortable because we're we're blurring that line between um fantasy and reality so much more with all of that mm-hmm. um but that that starts to get into a bigger conversation beyond the entertainment world
0: oh yeah um, that's where it really gets bad yeah
2: but to me the the ai the sag after strikes what, what what's coming in there from from my point of view and this kind of it, it branches off from what Justine is talking about a little bit. Um, I don't know if you saw this. This was posted just yesterday, um, that the TV show Suits was streamed for 3 billion minutes on Netflix. This, the show Suits was streamed for 3 billion minutes. The writers collectively, collectively, were paid $3,000. Yep. Wow. Oh, yeah. That's one of the reasons that they're striking. It's not just AI, but it, it's this. Oh, suit. no. no. So, but, oh, yeah. so, but, but it's bigger than that. But but you've got, you know, the the idea that AI, the, these these artists and writers are already being, you know, minuscule amounts. I mean, your stars that are making 20 million per picture, you've got those, but there's so many people behind that that are not making anything. The majority of take... people
0: that are working on these shows and these films are not making anywhere near as much money as people think they are. No, no, at not at all. The Tom Cruises and all them are making a lot of money, but the rest of them are very much not, uh-huh. especially when it gets to the the crew people and the writers and you know and all that kind of stuff. Yes, yeah. exactly.
2: Yeah. Um so the the whole AI taking away from that aspect of it. Uh, I hate the idea that there's going to be like the arts are supposed to be. They come from the heart. It's supposed to be the humanities of it. To give that to a robot, I hate that aspect. Right. Um, but going back to like to Justine's point, even in the Joan is awful episode, um, one of the reasons that the, the episode ends so Selma Hayek has has uh, signed her licensing over to to Netflix so that they can use her likeness however they want to digitally, and the Joan character who's life is being filmed every single day and she hates it, decides to do something incredibly drastic and crass to get Selma Hayek's attention. Because whatever Joan does, Selma Hayek's digital representation will do. And if it's so horrific, Selma Hayek is going to be offended that she, as a person, is being associated with what her digital character is doing. And it works. So Selma Hayek reaches out to the Joan in the episode to fight back and take Netflix down. Um, that's interesting. So, but, but, but it is. But it kind of also points out to that, that, yeah, how, however that AI works, you're signing over whatever. I mean, they can have pictures of you, you know, fucking a donkey. And you've said, hey, that's cool. I've given you my rights to do that. And there's nothing that can be said or done about that because it is.
0: Yeah, and I think that it's going to have to get really technical about I I think that there should be entire entirely new contracts and rules and things and that's what she was saying about an ironclad contract and all that kind of stuff. I think that there needs to be a lot of very specific rules about what they can and cannot use this technology for. Because, yeah, exactly that. If I was Selma Hayek, if you're not careful about that and they can suddenly go, well, we can have Selma Hayek in a scene where she's in a fucking orgy. You know, with people, and we could do that. You know, we could have her just do like all this stuff, and she's gonna be like, "I I didn't approve of that." You know, and it's like, "Well, you didn't, you didn't specify that in your contract." And you know, and take it from somebody who I'm not in the movie industry, but I'm in the music industry. I can tell you right now, any little thing that you do not have contracted, like specifically, if they can take advantage of that, they will. They will definitely do it. Yeah, Meg, yeah, you I, let's were, get your input on it.
1: You had talked about how it impacted you guys when like Spotify and all that came out and how that fucked you guys over. That's
0: yeah, like, I mean, that that's like, the, the you thing. You
1: weren't proactive like they're trying to be.
0: Yeah, and that's kind of the thing that I thought was interesting about this is and I like that Justine's bringing all these things up to everybody and making people understand that it's like – You know, my advice would be, don't be like the music industry. Don't be like musicians because back when, um, We like to pretend that Napster just came out of nowhere and just blindsided everybody. That's not it's not true. That's not really what happened. There were people in the industry. There were people like David Bowie, who years before Napster even happened, was telling people like, look, there is technology, you know, where it's going. It's going to get to the point where people aren't going to buy physical product anymore. Music is going to be traded on the Internet, et cetera, et cetera. We need to be prepared. We need to think ahead about this. And and we didn't. From the lower level, like somebody like me as a musician who didn't think about it and focus on it and care about it, all the way up to the Tommy Mottolas and the Sonys and the Warner Warner Music Groups and all them that did not take it seriously. And the next thing we knew, it got away from us really quick. And suddenly there was a bunch of, you know, when you, I'm sure when you were in college, you know, at that age, it was, you know, nobody was buying music. Everybody was, you know, downloading experiment. stuff. Yep and everything and i mean and it changed like i said i was in the music industry i was i got signed to my first recording contract in 1999 so i was there right at that time you know because napster was like 99 2000 some and i saw i lived through all those changes and when i signed those recording contracts we didn't have clauses in our contracts that even talked about digital rights and talked about like compensation for digital things there was a lot of that that we did not think about and then the same thing happened you know whatever you want to talk maybe a decade or so later with streaming these were not things that were already in our contracts to talk about well how much are we going to get paid per stream or per million streams or whatever it is my band right now if you go look on spotify uh, it, it all total. Cause I mean, we've got 11 albums out all total. We've got several million plays on just on Spotify. It's just Spotify. It's not counting any of these other Apple music, any of these other things. It's just Spotify. We have several million pays. I've not seen a penny, not a penny, you know, and it's because the way it all breaks down is that, you know, they, they, You know, the artists don't get shit for it, and we always kind of never did. It always had to go through like, well, the record label gets it, and then this guy get the producer gets, and then blah blah blah. And the musician's always the last. We always get the crumbs. You know,
2: well, with something like this too, it kind of sucks because it's so uncharted. Like, even like to your point of, you know, we didn't know to negotiate digital because it wasn't a thing. You know, and I, I assume that you know. From here on out, any contract that is negotiated, that's a part of it. I don't know if there's anything that's like retroactive that like, okay, so now that you have me in, like, you know, for Michael J. Fox, you've got me in Back to the Future. That was negotiated then, but digital wasn't a thing back then. So now do I have to worry about you using me to do, you know, something else with it?
0: And that's what they're fighting for now. That's the tricky part. It's so hard going back and retroactively changing things like that. That's, that's a really hard thing to do. And again, from a music part, standpoint, yeah, we've had to do that. Now all these shows are having to do that because nobody anticipated that things like Netflix and Hulu and all those were going to become what they are. Like they had no, I, there were things in contracts that had to do with, um, uh, what, do you, what do you call it? Uh, syndication on regular broadcast uh, broadcast television, if your show got, like, the office got syndicated on, you know, USA Network or whatever, there were things in the contract for that, but that is different from streaming, mm-hmm. like, from Netflix and all that, and there was a lot of that that was never worked out, and so... Yeah, these actors on shows like and writers and everybody on shows like that and other ones from, say, even the early 2000s are like, wow, you know, we, we have the biggest show ever. Like on streaming, we're not seeing anything for it because it wasn't in the contract. And if it wasn't there, then technically the the companies don't have to pay, you know, because they're like, no, yeah, there's nothing there for it. And you can argue all day long. Well, but we didn't know this was going to happen. It's like, yeah, well. So now that, yeah, that's all part of it. It's a, it's a big part of it. Meg, I'd like to hear from you. What do you think about the idea of AI? I mean, are you excited or are you sort of like what Matt was saying about like, eh, you know, I don't necessarily want to see a bunch of just computer generated stuff even if i even if it's of your favorite properties you know
1: right i i'm with matt i want to see the original people like whenever harrison ford is like no more i die when i die indiana indiana jones dies and stuff like that it's like oh that bums me out but he's indiana jones
0: and you don't just want i don't want to see like a digital
1: record of him i want him to have done it it put his heart and soul into it right that's what i want to see and the whole idea and they should definitely be paid. And and like you said, every little bit of the contract needs to be in there. Like, I still need creative rights. If you're going to use my AI, I still get a say in how you use it. Yeah. And if we have creative differences, then you don't use it.
0: Yeah, I think that's going to be key. Something is, like that. Yeah.
1: And as far as like us being it to put our faces on people, that reminds me of like Total Recall. Are we heading like this dystopian future where we're just going to be living our lives through AI
0: I think that's where we're headed,
1: and like none of our lives are real. We're just loafing on a couch all day long, with
0: like Wally goggles on.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. I think that's where it's headed. I mean, and and it, what's what's alarming to me is how quickly we're headed. It'll be there very quickly. Yeah. It, well,
2: <laughs> right now, I'm not so worried about the look of AI. I mean, having just watched uh, the Flash and Guardians three over the weekend, there's so much. Um, so much uh, vx virtual effects whatever that's happening right now that uh, i guess i don't fully understand the ai version of what can be done autonomously versus like somebody at a computer and the ai doing it for them like does does a human still have to say hey i need i need chris hemsworth to be in a Superman suit and I need him on Mars and I need Rocket Raccoon next to him fighting, you know, a giant spider. Like, do do I have to type in those things and tell it what I want? And then it does that or do I need to say, okay, but I need this to be 37 seconds long and then I need it to switch to, you know, a cut scene to do this. Like, how much human interaction is is involved? Um, And not that that makes a difference, but like how much, how far along this AI path are we? Because, again, watching like even like The Flash over the weekend, loved it. But there's still a, a limitation to what virtual effects can do, um, you know, especially if it's being run by humans because there's only so many people to do it. I'm not as worried right now. But with the way that technology is moving forward at the quick pace that it is, I don't think that that's going to be an issue for very long. I think it's going to very right. easily. Like, yeah, that's
1: what I was just thinking like the. Um... With the de aging process, look how quickly that came about. It was like out of nowhere. It's like, oh, that's not so good, and then holy crap, that was that's really good. They mm-hmm. really look like a younger them, and yeah. that was like that. Yeah, is what it to me anyway. I yeah.
0: mean, was, but, yeah, and the in even get- like
1: she said, three years time, it's not a big deal now, but in three years time, they're gonna be fucked.
0: I, I think this is going to all collapse real quick. And I think that's why this is all really important that they jump on as much of this and try to anticipate as much of this as possible, not only so that people get treated fairly and, and, you know, financially and rights wise and everything, but also just to make sure to try and prevent as much of the nefarious stuff that could go on with it i mean there's going to be you know some but i think the main thing is just try to make sure that we're on top of this stuff because you don't again you don't want it to turn into what's happened to musicians because our our world from my end of it is is almost completely destroyed it's really really hard to have make any kind of living and it's just getting worse i just listened the other day somebody took a paul mccartney solo song that paul mccartney did back i don't know 10 years ago or something but it was one that he did that where he wrote a song that was very beatley very beatlesque and they were able to go and take like some of the background vocals and make it sound exactly like john lennon So it sounded like a Beatles song like Mm -hmm. and they were able to de-age Paul McCartney's voice. So he didn't sound as warble because he sounds older now and they were able to through all this AI stuff and they were able to make it. And like I never had a more conflicted opinion I almost ever that I can think of, at least in recent memory. It actually kind of brought me to tears hearing it. It was beautiful. Like I was like, oh, my God. Oh my God. Like that's it. it, Cause it sounded exactly like Lennon and exactly like young McCartney. And I got choked up. I was like, Oh my God. And, but then at the same time, I was like, Oh God, (laughs) you know, like (laughs) they can do that now. Like, holy shit, that, that's got a lot of possible negative, you know, repercussions to it too, that it sounded that good. And this was just some jag off that had some AI, you know, this wasn't like a big record company with a lot of fucking money behind it. Really, really trying hard to make it sound like something they could sell to millions of people. You know what I mean? So it, it yeah, it's going to be really interesting. I'm both intrigued and interested and freaked out about what yeah. the next few years are going yeah. to bring.
2: To me, the possibilities are, are fantastic. I mean, I, I'm optimistic about the cool things that you can do with AI and, you know, the, 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 the marrying of styles like that, you know, of an older voice and a deceased voice and you're know, making it sound, something like that. But there's also a lot of fear to me that comes with that because it that's one of those tools, you know, it's like, not to equate it to the atom bomb, but like it seems like it's you're, you're doing something that's really cool and groundbreaking, but holy shit, can that be used for evil really, really quickly? Yes. Yeah, we go
1: back to Jurassic Park.
0: Yes. Yeah. Uh, uh, just I because you can doesn't mean you should.
1: You should, exactly. Right.
0: That's I guess that's the theme. That's our theme yeah. today. But, so. All right, cool. I'm sure we're going to be talking more about this in the future. There's going to be new things that are coming up and everything. Um, But I, I'm glad we touched on this. I was really interested when James shared that thing from Justine. There's a lot of interesting stuff, things I hadn't even really thought about, you know, like the, uh, being able to black mirror it, you know, have a movie that includes you in it, and all this stuff. Like I hadn't even thought about that, and it's like, yeah, they can do that. So
1: people just watch me play with my kitties,
0: <laughs> and like, there's there's yeah. an audience for it. There's, yeah. there's an audience that,
2: well, yeah, one hundred percent. So, yeah, exactly. well, you too. I have loved being a part of this, and I hate to jet out early, but I. I gotta, I gotta head and do some other stuff. Um, thank you so much for letting me be, a, you know, being a part of this thing. And I can't wait to do the next one. Um, you guys are seriously awesome. And I love you both to pieces. Like I said, I hate to jet out, but I gotta, I gotta run.
1: Okay. All right. We'll see you later.
0: We'll see you, buddy. Thanks,
2: Thanks guys. Bye.
1: Thanks.
0: Bye bye. All right. So, yeah, I mean, that was a good conversation. It was good having Matt to be involved. Yeah, that in was that. nice. He's, even, if, even when I disagree <laughs> with him about stuff, it's still good to have a
1: Yes, absolutely. You know, all the point. opinions.
0: So uh, we, we, are, we are, yeah, we're running out of time here. This is going pretty long, but um, you want to do, we the, the last stuff we talked about, a lot of heavy stuff. You want to have some fun? Let's
1: have some fun. Let's do some fun things real quick. All
0: right, let's talk about some fun stuff. And what this is the part, uh, like last, Last episode, we did the whole thing with the uh, plots described poorly thing. (laughs) That was fun. That was fun. We're going to do that again. (laughs) And we still encourage you, uh, you all out there to send us in your plots described poorly. Let us try to guess and figure out what they are. Yep. Uh, But for this episode, we're going to do, uh, we're going to do a little bit of meme talk. Yes. We got some really good memes in the squad group over the last couple of weeks and things that are fun to talk about. So let's get into it.
1: All right. So let's do this one. Um, Instead of remaking great movies, they should remake bad movies that were based on good stories but did not meet the expectations. So what bad movie would you remake?
0: Okay. So the point is, is instead of say, like if somebody wanted to go and remake Gone with the Wind, which is a classic great movie, you know, or going to remake roots or star wars you know the original star wars or something like that saying there were there were movies out there that had some promise to them maybe it was a good story or it was cool characters but just for one reason or another the movie was bad right and so okay um
1: so you'd like it redone so it meets
0: the expectations yeah i mean the problem is i could think more of like tv shows than i can movies <laughs> all right we'll do that all right. Well, for me, I mean, this is an obvious one because I've talked about it so many times. The one that I, it, it has to be, hands down, the the one that I had the most high hopes for, mm-hmm. where I just I was so excited to see this come out, and when it came out and I watched it, my heart sank so fast, and that was the uh the series of eleven twenty two sixty three based on the Stephen King novel of the same book. I've ranted about this before, but <laughs> what a disaster that was. Yeah, I know I, off the rails very quickly. Well, I know some people that really liked it and it actually got some really good reviews and everything. Mm, really? I feel like I have the problem of that I I know the book too well. And if I didn't know the book as well as I did, then maybe I wouldn't have, you know, if I just watched it and took it for what it was. It'd
1: be better, yeah.
0: It would be better because you but,
1: wouldn't know things are out of order and oh not god, done I mean I like, that, that didn't happen
0: like oh, that. Oh, that movie, I mean that 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 mini series, that whole thing, they literally just took the most basic characters and concepts from the book and wrote something almost entirely new (laughs) like it was it was just like a completely different take I was like "What, what is the why the original story was fucking great like why couldn't we have gotten that and then later you want to do a new take on it but why didn't I I just so badly in my heart wanted the movie or tv version of that book and I didn't get it and I probably never will and that's heartbreaking and that goes for a lot of other book ones i mean people might be surprised to hear this but the book version the novelization version of star wars episode 2 attack of the clones mm-hmm. is awesome it's really good.
1: Oh, that's right. Yeah, you were saying that. And you and Paul went and saw it.
0: Yeah, my singer Paul and I went and saw Attack of the Clones. And by the end of the movie, I was slouched so far down in my seat. I was like, <laughs> oh, no. The The way they interpreted things from the the book and the script, the way things were directed, acted, shown, the the. The way they made things funny that in the book weren't weren't funny at all. Very important scenes, you know, that uh, that I was so looking forward to that they just cut out entirely. Those are usually the ones that I feel are the most. I know one... Well, you didn't hate the movie, but I know one that you could say almost the same thing for. Where you really liked the book and the movie didn't live up to it.
1: Yeah, I... Yeah, I... Yeah, I didn't hate the movie. Right. Okay. I didn't think it was as good as the book for sure. And that is the fourth Indiana yes. Jones in the Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Yeah. So I, maybe I would have that one redone because, A, I didn't like Shia LaBeouf or whatever his name <laughs> yeah. is. Yeah. um Moof. Moof. Uh, as Indiana Jones' son. Right. I, that's not what I would picture at all. Right. For his son. And I didn't, yeah, I just didn't like him playing it. So I had a prejudice right off the bat, and I know some people had an issue with the the refrigerator and stuff like that. I was like, it's so minor. Who who cares, <laughs> really? Yeah. And then their big thing was, you know, Indiana Jones with aliens and stuff like that. And it's like, I don't think that's so far fetched because they had all this other, you know, right, like um, like guys that live hundreds of years old and the knights and
0: yeah i didn't have a problem with that i but, mean
1: i don't think that's so far out of the realm of possibilities especially with the uaps like we have now right. you know
0: so are there any movies but, that that you that you really think like were just bad and you're like man they could remake that
1: all right so i had a really hard time with this one and i i think i finally landed on one mm-hmm. and that was ender's game because i have s- such a hard time they threw crammed so many things at us so quickly it gave me a headache <laughs> I did not enjoy that movie at all but I feel like it was a fun good story they just did not have to cram that much at us
0: yeah and some of the acting and things some of the script writing of that one yeah I remember it's been a while now it was we talked about that back when we did our Harrison Ford episode many many moons ago mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that. I'd I'd be willing. It was good enough that I would be willing to see a remake of that, depending on how they changed it. Yes,
1: yeah, I liked the story and where they were going with it, but it just did not land for me.
0: Yeah, I'm I'm trying to think if there's any other ones like that. Um, you know, there's some like obvious ones. I feel like getting back to speaking of horror, I feel like a movie that was pretty everybody universally pretty much agrees is like a pretty bad movie but a movie that had it been done differently at a different time and a better budget different writer you know had they especially if they had used all the original people on it that could have been a great sequel had they done it right would be exorcist to the heretic okay that movie is a disaster oh yeah it's not even scary it's 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 just so badly done and anyway that that's yeah that's probably for movies that's probably my number one like I would love to and now we talked in the last episode about how they're going to do uh, now a, a, another Exorcist sequel and everything and what they're talking about doing in this new Exorcist movie is probably more like what they should have done in Exorcist 2 but even there was things there was aspects in Exorcist 2 that was like really cool the backstory of Pazuzu and Father Marin and uh Linda Blair going through you know even though she's not possessed anymore technically that she's got all these repressed memories and things and still has like a connection to Pazuzu and all all that kind of stuff there was a lot of potential there for something really really cool and they just they just dropped the ball on that so that's really aside from the ones like i mentioned where like they didn't live up to it because the 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 book story was cool um this that's probably my number one pick would be would be exorcist too i wish they could have done something better for that um okay. yeah i'll go with that one
1: all right sounds good you want uh, to move on to another
0: meme yeah let's do another meme real quick
1: okay so we had this meme i think javier oh, shared this with us javier's got all in the, the good group, stuff javier torres uh and we can spend it's got this whole list of superheroes
0: With different prices. Different prices.
1: Yeah. We got a sixty dollar group, we got a thirty dollar group, and we got a ten dollar group. Okay. And we could spend a hundred dollars and build our team. Right. Okay.
0: And the team, it's so it's a bunch of super, it's all DC and Marvel superheroes.
1: Yes. So for the $60, we have Superman, the Hulk, Doctor Strange, and Wonder Woman.
0: Yeah, those are your $60 choices.
1: Okay. And who's that? $30
0: choices here? $30 choices. Yeah. Let me look. Oh, so it's the Flash. It's cyborg. It is uh, Black Panther and Iron Man.
1: All right, and then we have a ten dollar category, which is Captain America,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, Black, Black Widow, Widow, Bucky, and Batman.
0: Right. I feel like that's a really good bargain there on those ten dollars. Ten
1: dollars, right?
0: So you can only spend a hundred bucks. What would you pick?
1: All right, so I. <laughs> I don't know. I think
0: maybe you should go first. No, you go.
1: So my thought
0: Uh
1: (laughs) is like, I kind of threw away the team thing and I was going to go with Dr. Strange for 60 bucks. Okay. I was going to go with Captain America for 10. Okay. And I'm taking Bucky for 10. Okay. Okay. So I have 20 bucks left, right? Yeah. All right. So I want to take Dr. Strange. I'm going to have him send poor Captain America back to his timeline so he can live his life like he wants to. Okay. With his girl. I'm going to take Bucky for myself and we're going to talk about getting dinner for 20 bucks. <laughs> that's my plan.
0: Oh, God. <laughs> that, I sh-
1: all I need is protection for Bucky. All, that's all I need. He can do everything. Okay. And I do mean everything.
0: Wow. No. <laughs> okay.
1: <laughs> so that, that's my plan. How about you?
0: Yeah, that's very different. (laughs) Very different from my plan. Very different from my plan. Um, Yeah. No, my thought was, honestly, that whole $10 tier is is great. Uh, Captain America. I mean, Captain America, $10, dude, he's one of the best. Right. It's one of the fucking best. And I know a lot of there's people I've talked to. They're like, oh, I like Captain America the least. You're crazy, man. (laughs) Like, so I would take Captain America. I would take I'm gonna take all four of them. I'll say okay. ca- Captain America, uh, Black Widow. She's very loyal. She's super smart and skilled, and you know she'll she'll do a lot of the dirty work. You know what I mean? Like she's just she's just like a grunt, you know, mm-hmm. on the ground that'll do. You know, gets it done. Bucky, I'm a huge fan. Love Bucky. Winter Soldier is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and Batman. I mean, it's it's freaking Batman. You know. i Batman. I'm Batman. And <laughs> and pretty much any incarnation of Batman I'm good with, really. Um the one they pictured was the uh the Affleck Batman, and I, th- I thought he was great as Batman. So mm-hmm. I'm I'm good with that. So I'll take those. So that's 40 bucks. Then I have to go with um I think I'm gonna go with Black Panther. Okay. And I'm gonna go with I'm gonna I'm gonna go with the Flash. Okay. Now I would have gone with Iron Man, but I feel like we can't have two millionaires, two millionaire. Uh, <laughs> They're you gonna know, butt
1: heads, right? Inventors,
0: yeah. yeah. I if I I'm gonna choose I'm gonna choose Batman over Iron Man here, you know. And I mean, you know, Black Panther's rich. I mean, he's a prince, you know, and everything, and a king later, you know. Um, but I feel like between Batman and Black Panther they've got all the technology stuff covered mm,
1: do, Yeah, you
0: know because Black Panther with him is going to come Shuri and all the Wakanda stuff and everything so they've got that covered Um, yeah and then Flash you know it's great to have somebody who's like super fast and everything uh, you know and then like I said Captain America but all the rest yeah I'm going to go with those so right.
1: that's a good I've got,
0: I've got a good group Flash Black Panther Captain America Black Widow Winter Soldier and Batman. I feel like that's a solid ass superhero team, man. I'd watch that
1: movie. <laughs> awesome. All right.
0: All right. Those cool. Are good picks. All right. Do we have any more of those memes, uh, those nope. memes to talk about? <laughs> nope.
1: That was our two that we picked out. So. Oh, okay. Well, we are ready for our next segment.
0: Oh, okay. It will be. Oh, it's it's about it's about that time, huh? Yeah. When we get into. What do you suggest? What do you suggest? I suggest you get your scrawny butt up and out of here while I tell everybody about the good stuff. How about that?
1: Okay, I'll go upstairs with my cats.
0: <laughs> I was just kidding.
1: My house. I'll do what
0: I want. I was just kidding. I'm, I'm <laughs> totally joshing with you. Yeah, I'm, no, no. I, I I, and everybody else out there would love to hear what you suggest. Yes, this is the segment where Megan and I suggest things to all of you out there that we think you should check out. So it could be a movie, book, album, you know, TV show, cartoon, whatever. Yep. All that kind of stuff. Megan, would you like to go first
1: I will definitely go first. So I know last episode we mentioned I was going to see the new Haunted Mansion movie.
0: Oh, uh, yes. Right?
1: And I did. And then stupidly I looked up and because I wanted to see reviews and all that stuff, see what people are saying about it. And they were totally ragging this movie, mm. talking about how bad it was. And this doesn't make sense. And why did he do this? And I don't like this character. And you know what I think? I think they're all dumb because I loved this movie. It was so good. I loved every character in it. Uh, Lakeith's character was amazing. So I don't understand why people are like, well, he doesn't believe in this or whatever. I was like, okay, you're missing the entire point, people. (laughs) Clearly, did you even watch the same movie I watched? (laughs) So my suggestion is watch this movie because it is good, Do not expect, like, a full-blown horror movie because that is not what Disney does. This is a Disney ride movie. There's a lot of things in there to go back to that Disney ride, to, like, fan service, which I absolutely adored and loved every second of it. It's like, oh, I remember that. Oh, I remember that. Oh, I remember that. You know? And there were some scary parts, but it wasn't so scary. It's just, like, the ride where it's, you know, it's a little bit scary, but kids can still watch it. This is still a kid's movie. Nice. So watch it. And I'm very thankful that a lot of people on my friends list, including Jess, who I went and saw it with, uh huh, loved it as much as I did. That's awesome. So thankfully I have smart friends and that will hopefully <laughs> include you guys too out there. But yeah, I, I just do not understand the hate that this movie is getting. Like that, I don't even see how they watched the same movie that I watched.
0: Yeah. I feel like that all the time. You know, as clearly as some of the other rants I had during this episode, right? Um, yeah, no, that's awesome. I I definitely want to see it at some point. Uh, I mean, obviously, at this point, I'll wait until it comes out on streaming or whatever, and I'll right. I'll check it out. But uh, yeah, I think it's great that it's a little scary, but again, they didn't feel the need to take it and be like let's take disney's haunted mansion and let's make it into like a completely brutal like scary thing that'll freak people out and you know and it's like you know i we don't need that we have plenty of other stuff like that this
1: was a perfect homage to the ride nice perfect
0: nice and like we said you're a big fan of the other of jungle cruise which yeah, is another mm-hmm. nice homage to the ride and yes. everything.
1: I love that. That's one of my favorite movies. Yeah. So I will be watching the heck out of this movie when it comes out on Disney.
0: Yeah. Does this, how does this rank up there with Jungle Cruise for you?
1: Um, it's, it's there, it's underneath it.
0: Okay. You because still I like haven't Jungle watched Cruise it as better. much.
1: Okay. But I, I really, really enjoyed this movie. Nice. There's funny parts to it. Owen Wilson and Danny DeVito were great nice they were so much fun the little kid the little boy that's in this movie that kid is amazing he's going places so okay so like rosary dawson's like she was she was okay you know she wasn't like overly fantastic or anything like that but she was okay Mm -hmm. um jamie lee curtis she was okay um tiffany haddish her character was pretty funny nice and it's like it's um yeah i don't know about like, basically everybody kind of coming to terms with who they are so even had like a good good story plot behind it cuz everybody grew and you know came to terms with who they are cuz like people don't accept them for wh- what they do or what they believe or anything like that but by the end of it they're like you know what this is what it is and i'm going to own it so that's cool yeah so, I loved it. You should go see it. Okay. That's my pick.
0: Well, on a similar note, and this is a little bit of an older movie. I'm I'm people are going to say, "Oh, well, that that came out a while ago." And it did. This is a movie that came out back in April. So, this isn't like new news, but it just recently came out on streaming. And I did not see it at the theater. I only just saw this this past week. And it was a movie that similarly there were people that were complaining about this movie and saying, oh, I thought it was dumb and it wasn't good, and blah, 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 and all this complaining stuff. So I went into the movie tentatively. I watched it and I loved it. And okay. that, that movie is the Super Mario Brothers movie. Really? Yeah, the yeah, animated... I did.
1: I heard that was terrible.
0: It's not. Okay. It's not. Not at all. It's not even remotely terrible. Uh, it's, I'll tell you what it is. It's simple. Okay. It's, you know, it's kind of to the point. It's silly. It's definitely safe for kids. Like, it doesn't get too violent or over the top. There's not a lot of, like, you know, there's, I think that adults can enjoy it, but there's not a lot of adultizing. I'll call it for I don't know if that's an actual word, but there's not a lot of like adultizing of it, you know, where they're like they weren't like having Princess Peach make like some sexual innuendo comments that it's like nudge, nudge, wink, wink. Only us older people that have sex are going to get it like there really wasn't much or anything of that. It was it was a cute movie. I loved the way it stuck to the video games. It blended things going all the way back to Donkey Kong and the first Super Mario and and all that kind of stuff all the way up through Super Mario World. Mario Kart dreaded, dreaded Mario Kart. (laughs) Oh,
1: I'm in. I want to see it.
0: Everybody, if you don't know, I'm terrible at Mario Kart. (laughs) Absolutely terrible. (laughs) And Megan loves, loves how horrible I am at Mario Kart.
1: Oh, it's amazing, guys.
0: Anyway... Um, so it's, I, it draws from all that. Yes. There's a lot of fan service because they do like little things. Like there's one scene when, uh, Mario is trying to go, he needs to go talk to the princess to warn her about what's going on and, and get her help. And, uh, a couple of the little mushroom guys are, stopping him and everything and tell him like that he can't go see him and and they're like oh yeah your princess she's in another castle yeah that's it yeah the princess is in another castle sorry and and it's just Uh like that throwback to the game where it's like we're sorry mario but your princess is when toad tells him your princess is in another castle Uh and everything there's all sorts of like cute little things like that and i i just loved it they had jack black doing bowser and there's even a couple funny scenes where he's like sitting there like singing these like lamenting, like tormented uh, piano ballads about how much he (laughs) loves Princess Peach and all this. It's really, it's funny, it's cute. Seth Rogen is Donkey Kong and that cracked me up. Uh, Like it was perfect. I I really like it. I know the movie was successful at the box office. It made like $1.3 billion. So I think there's a good chance we will still get sequels. But it did take a beating from a lot of people online that just said, oh, this movie is stupid and it doesn't have a deep enough plot and it is too silly and <laughs> kiddy and all this other shit. It's and It's a like, kid's
1: movie.
0: And exactly. And it should be. And I like the fact that it's a, just a kid's movie. I think that it was just the right amount of everything. So if any of you out there, if that sounds appealing to you and you're like, you know, I wanted to see it, but I wasn't so sure. Give it a shot. It's yeah, it it's not the kind of movie that's gonna have you like bust in a gut because it's so funny. It's not so funny. It's cute, it's funny, there's good laughs, there's good action. And I'm a big fan of Mar of Super Mario. I love the original Super Mario games. Mm-hmm. One one, two, and three. Uh, Super Mario World is really cool. Mario Karts, not so much. But, um, you know, I love all that kind of stuff. And so this was just a nice heartwarming homage to all of that. So that's my recommendation.
1: I'm checking that one out.
0: Okay, cool. You,
1: You sold me on it.
0: All right. So the last thing that we do here is we usually like to also recommend another Show like ours, another another podcast or another channel like this or a YouTube channel. We like to, you know, we like to throw it out to other creators like us that are doing cool stuff because we we watch and listen to stuff all the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, last week I did mine about the the Leicester uh, toy guys and everything over in England. You, I'm going to throw it to you this week. Would you have something to recommend?
1: Um, I do. I've come across this guy just in like flipping through Facebook and then got all those TikTok videos and they were so interesting. I didn't even know what it was at first, but I was hooked. And what he does is he goes to all these random places. He, he'll tell them like what city he's in, but then he just sits in silence in a random place and it sees how long it takes them, somebody, anybody to find him.
0: Right. So does he like give out clues or anything like that? Like, like if okay, so if he's in a town and he's waiting somewhere, mm-hmm. like will if if he's sitting in the middle of like a field somewhere, will he like give you some sort of like little clue as to maybe uh what field a, he's in? Right, if it's got like a park name or something, like he'll give you something Like if the like if a park was named you know Hank's Park and everything, you know, if he'll sit there and be like you know Tom Hanks, yeah, or something like yeah. that, yeah, and like, yeah, he
1: does do okay, that. Okay, so, so he doesn't a, make
0: it too hard,
1: right? After a while if nobody's finding him he will give out a hint and I think he gives out a second hint and usually people find him by then. Okay. They've had people he's been seconds like minutes and people he's like what the how did you even find me <laughs> it, it's, it's his reaction every time is what gets me
0: but what's the point of him doing so
1: this so this guy's name is Tim Hayden H A Y D E N right um he's on TikTok as Tim Hayden 6
0: the number 6
1: the number 6 yes and his whole point is he quit his job and everything put everything on the line and started his own business, okay? So this is for a business, this is a marketing tool, and I think it's a brilliant fucking marketing tool. And he travels the world now, and does this in different places. And what his company does is he makes watches. They're called Hagley, H-A-G-L-E-Y, West watches.
0: Hagley West?
1: Hagley West watches. Um, So he's done this, and this is like his journey. So whenever the people find him in these random locations, all they have to do is yell, love your journey to him, and he will gift them one of these watches.
0: Okay. So, it's just whoever the first, he whoever just gives it to one person. Whoever the first person finds them. Yeah. Okay.
1: That runs, because he, like, sit in this isolated spot, so nobody's around, and he'll, like, be watching. He's like, oh, wait, there's, there's a, there's a carpet. Holy crap, there's a car pulling up. I've been here for like a minute. And they'll <laughs> run out I was like, love your journey. And like hooping it down the field to him. He's like, Are you kidding me? How did you find me? She's like, I recognize a tree. I live around the corner. I got my car and drove as fast as I could. That's fun. So it, it's a lot of fun and just seeing his reaction to everybody and how grateful he is. And like he he documents everything. Like I hit um, August, 2021, the moment I hit a new record for daily sales, he documents it so you can grow with him. And that's why it's love your journey. Cause he's showing everything, every step of the way gotcha. of it. And it, it's, it's just, it's, I don't know, it's a brilliant marketing tool and I'm just, it fascinates me. So I have to watch him every time I see it.
0: Right. So I'm I'm looking at the stuff here. So it's com. I'll 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 include links uh, in the you know below and all that stuff. But mm-hmm. I, yeah, I like that he says. I decided instead to celebrate the love of the journey, not just mine, but also of others. No two journeys are the same, whether they be emotional, physical, mental, or spiritual. Yeah, that's that's really cool, man. Like I think you know. Here's a guy that just decided to start a company.
1: I think it's a middle in COVID and stuff like that. He just went for
0: it, and he's like, "I'm gonna make a company making like really cool, like custom watches and stuff like that. Like really, yeah, yeah they're had... really
1: nice watches. They're yeah, not they... that expensive.
0: Yeah, they look really cool. And then he goes out and he just does this. It's brilliant marketing. Yeah, it's brilliant marketing because it says here, according to this on TikTok, just on TikTok. So this isn't even including like YouTube and Instagrams. Just on TikTok, he's got one point five million followers. followers. Wow, man!
1: Yeah, he's from Great Britain and stuff. Yeah, it's it's fascinating.
0: Yeah, that is really cool. Yeah, I'm I'm gonna have to look more into this and check this out because that's that's interesting. Yeah, that's fun, man. That's really cool that you that that you found that and everything and. I'm going to look more into this, into his videos, and as well as just his watches and stuff. I love a good watch. (laughs) You know, that's cool.
1: Yeah, there's some really pretty ones I was eyeing up. I was like, hmm.
0: All right. Christmas is coming. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, I guess that does it for us, man. This has gone way long enough and everything. Uh, Once again, thank you to our our floating third, we can say here, uh, Matthew Velucas. When he can be here, he's here. Um, we said we told everybody before we're going to probably have people kind of floating in and out of here, you know, so it's not always just Meg and I, like we'll, we'll have other special guests on here. We may even have some of you on here in the future, but uh, we'll be talking about that in the future. So anyway, thank you so much for listening. Uh, We should be barring anything unforeseen. We should be back in two weeks with episode number three of the all shiny new Revamped, you know, restarted, start me up, and I'll never stop. (laughs) Geeking Squad podcast. Yes. So
1: make sure you share your articles, any cool things you find, share them in the Geeking Squad with us on Facebook.
0: And please subscribe.
1: Yes, please.
0: Please subscribe.
1: Subscribe, share,
0: all that fun jazz. Comment, all that. (laughs) We really, really need that. And uh, we really appreciate it. So hopefully. We will see and talk to you all very soon. Take it easy, everybody.
1: Bye, guys.